pipe, oh, and it's blocked, yeah. and it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Who dat and welcome into another Sports Talk-fueled edition of Inside black and gold this is how we've been handling the first episode of each week during the off season as steve geller and myself jeff nowak try to get a little bit of a little bit of r&r as we as we enjoy this month of downtime between minicamp and the start of training camp which is reportedly to be july 25th or 26th we should be getting those dates pretty soon but in this episode we're going to be playing you an interview we did with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints and also breaking down some rankings some quarterback tiers it's myself Steve Geller if you haven't hit the subscribe button please do that this first segment which is recorded from Sports Talk on Friday we're going to go through the quarterback tiers that were broken down by Will Brinson of CBS Sports. If you want to find that full list, go over to cbssports.com. And he breaks down seven tiers of quarterbacks, the top tier being the Pat Mahomes of the world, the bottom tier being the rookies of the world, and everyone else slots in somewhere in between. So Steve Geller and myself went through and broke that down, talked about what we agreed with, what we don't. Here you go. I got a one of those, I guess, I don't know, what do you call that picture that I sent you? A meme? Is it a meme a uh, what, that CBS Sports put out about the top NFL quarterback tiers? Yes. And uh, I'm trying to see who put it out. Oh, it's Will it Brinson. Will Brinson. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always – so there is something that happens in like CBS Sports specifically where it's not all CBS Sports are made equal. Like let's be real. Like there was a power ranking of like who had the worst offseason going around and it was just some guy I've never heard of who just wrote this random thing and everyone was aggregating it. It's like this is a – <laughs> this is a guy who has like 1,500 followers on Twitter who's just putting out a list. So it's like not everybody knows what they're talking about. And they had like the Saints at the bottom of the offseason. Anyway, it, sometimes CBS Sports is not the top tier content if you want to talk about tiers of content that's worth talking <laughs> about. Will right. Brinson, actually, I do I do take his his opinion seriously. Um, and I don't – you said this this uh, list was bad. I don't think it's bad. I question. got a lot of questions, though. So, so tier one, yeah. I think that's fair. They have Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. That's the top tier of quarterbacks. No arguments there. Not going to argue there. Tier two, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, uh. and Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure if Trevor Lawrence belongs. Seems a little too early for that. Yeah, I think we're, 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 uh, yeah, we're anointing him a bit too early. <laughs> I do think he's up there. I would put him in tier three. I, I could agree more with that and get on board, but I would put. So it's funny that tier three is. It, it almost feels like Trevor Lawrence is in the higher tier because they could only fit so many in tiers two, three, and four, and they had to put someone up, and they didn't want to put Aaron Rodgers up there. Anyway, I, I would put both those guys in tier three, but uh, tier three, you Wait have who? Who would you put in tier three? You said Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. I think they're both good. I just wouldn't put them up there with. 
Yeah, you know? one season proven right now from Jalen Hurts where he looked like, you know, turning into a good quarterback more than just a runner. I would agree. I wouldn't put him up yeah. at number two yet. Yeah, I think there should be two players in tier tier two. Yes. But then tier three and four. Oh, wait a minute. I, I put Rodgers in tier two. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, pre-hallucinogenics. <laughs> and Yeah, I think he's he, – I mean, he's still good. I just don't think he's still – I, I think he will – if he win a Super Bowl this year in New York, I will be very surprised. I think that he is kind of on his way out. But, but. who else is in the tier with him is why I, I have to put him in tier two because it's it's ridiculous to put – Yeah. Come on. It does seem odd. Justin that they just, Fields is in the same Justin tier as Aaron Rodgers? Justin Fields in tier three is weird. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Like a bunch of guys who did not play well last year. Matt Stafford, Russell Tua Tagovailoa, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson – who hasn't played in like two years. I don't know why we're still giving Deshaun Watson the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones. I also don't think Daniel Jones is in that tier. But like I think tiers three and four are on the same on the same line. Like you could call them the same thing. Because then you have Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree. I think all of those guys are on the same level. Yeah, I mean, I just a lot of it, Started to sour for me, like I said, when we went to tier two, wanted to knock Trevor Lawrence off. I don't know what Rogers is doing there in the same tier. You could you could replace Fields. Trevor Lawrence with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and feel good about it. I think they're just trying to be predictive. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I guess two and three are like your your mid level guys. But I do agree. If you go down, these are the the lower tier. Now you're players. looking at the subpar. Yeah. Signal so callers. so tier five and down, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, sure. I'm surprised Brock Purdy's actually not higher. People have been blowing him up. Well, I mean, it, it would be nice to see him come back from his elbow injury. <laughs> yeah, I know, if I know. If he's even the starter. Um, they have him on this list instead of Trey Lance, so I guess that's something. Then the next tier, which, man, Kyler Murray has really, really taken a turn, huh? Tier 6, Kyler Murray. Who, I don't even know who that guy is next to him. Oh, with the Commanders? Oh, is that uh, Sam Howell? Correct, sir. Sam Howell, yeah. Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield with the Bucks, and Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. I'm sorry, but Baker six. Mayfield looked like that looks like I could be a uh, a mugshot. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's rough. And then the final tier is just like, okay, these are rookies. Right, exactly. Which I, I don't know why you would put them at the bottom, but C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson, which. I don't know if C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson are technically the starters. I don't know if any of those guys are technically the starters right now, but they're being listed. But I don't hate that. I don't hate that tier list. I just think I think this is fair in that there are a lot of middle of the road NFL quarterbacks who right. all who all should be in the same general category. And then there's probably five or six quarterbacks you would put on a list above them, and then you will rank them. But I agree. Like Derek Carr, I would put in tier three and four somewhere. Until he proves otherwise. I'll say at least a, a positive out of this. If you're a Saints fan, you can look at that Derek Carr is a Tier 3 QB. Tier 4. Oh, Tier 4 QB, sorry. And then you look at uh, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, Tier 6, and then obviously the rookie and with Carolina, Bryce Young, is Tier 7. So Yeah, I mean, like if you want to, like, again, about this. what we have been saying all offseason is that the Saints are the only team in the NFC South with a quarterback you look at and be like, okay, I can, I, I can I, win with that. I can win with that. Yeah. Right? Everyone else is either bringing up a rookie or using an also-ran in Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. And Desmond Ritter, sure, I, I guess if you're the Falcons and you like Desmond Ritter, fine. I still don't – I'm still not convinced he's going to beat out Taylor Heineke. But I, I, neither of them scares me. 
and Bryce Young doesn't scare me until maybe two or three years down the road. So yeah, well, we had uh, did around the NFC South yesterday, and if we we talked to all the beat writers, obviously, and each team uh, team's beat writer seems to believe that they're they're. Uh, the division is ripe for the picking, and that it's theirs to take. And to, to think that the Atlanta the Falcons could win that? ten, the Bucks think that too. Oh my God, no way! <laughs> Absolutely not. That is a, that is a joke. Yeah, I don't know how you're going anywhere with Baker leading the way. No, I mean, come on. Like, I get it. Your job is to shell out optimism. I, if, if I'm the Falcons, sure, because I want to believe that Desmond Ritter is the guy, and I want to believe that we didn't just draft a running back that will, by the time this team has come out of the death spiral, it's in won't be on another roster right like did we just Saquon Barkley ourselves which I think they did and then if you're the Panthers I think you'd like to believe that you can win ahead to schedule with a Bryce Young I think the Panthers are in the best position of any NFC South team for the future for two three four five years down the road they're in great position I just think they're going to have struggles in year one they don't have the receivers really to succeed on offense they have a good defense they have some pieces Brian Burns is excellent Jeremy Chin is very good like they have pieces But I just don't – like, if the Saints do their job, they should win that division. And, yeah, I I, I don't know. I I just want the Falcons to be real bad. Uh, You know what? I I like the Falcons' weapons on offense. I just don't like their quarterback situation at all. And I'm actually with you. I think there's a great chance that Heineke ends up being your starter over a guy like Ritter. It's just so easy to be like, oh, yeah, Desmond Ritter's the guy. But, like, why? (laughs) What has he done? Is he consistent? Because you didn't draft him in the first round. You are not devoted to him beyond what you have to be, right? Like, if Russell Wilson didn't show up and be consistent from day one, he's not the starter over Matt Flynn, a guy the Seahawks paid to bring in. The reason he the reason he was able to retain that job is because they had an excellent defense and they were good from day one. If Desmond Ritter struggles, that team is not beholden to him. They brought in Taylor Heineke for a reason. And it's, if you if you were dedicated to Desmond Ritter... You would not have brought in a guy who could potentially start for your team, right? Like you would have brought in someone as a backup and said, "Okay, this is Desmond's job." It's not what they did. I think this is a team that is drafting as if they intend to win this year, and if they don't get the impression that Desmond is that guy, I don't think they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, 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 we're gonna we're gonna play through the struggles." No, they're going to start Taylor, and they're going to see what happens with the Saints last year. Yeah, in a, in a sense, I'm actually hoping the Saints see Desmond Ritter over Heineke. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to struggle, <laughs> right? And I think that team is thinks it's ready to win right now, which I disagree. I don't know why you would think that, but hey, you know they drafted a running back at number nine. Bijan Robinson is, you know, you got to get those first three years because those are sometimes that's all you got. But what was crazy too is obviously the year before you look at their draft strategy and you're going tight end early on. <laughs> they are, they are, they are <laughs> in like year three of the Giants swoon. That's exactly what the Giants did. I mean, like we, the only difference is that the Giants waited too long to move off of Eli Manning to Daniel Jones or to whoever, right? Like the 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 Falcons did the same thing where they had Matt Ryan and they were like, let's give it one more shot with the Gipper, and they because like, oh, the difference is we need a unicorn tight end. The Giants did it with Evan Ingram, right? The Falcons did it with Kyle Pitts. You can pretend that these are different guys. They're not. Evan Ingram had a great season last year, by the way. Kyle Pitts did not, so hey, whatever. Uh, and then they were like, you know what we need? We need a top 10 running back. That's the that's what's going to solve our problem. So the Giants, they went and got Saquon Barkley. <laughs> the, the Falcons went and got 
Bijan Robinson. The difference is right. the Giants went and got Saquon Barkley for Eli. The Falcons have at least moved on from Matt Ryan when they add this running back, but it still makes no sense. Yeah, you, you look at the Falcons, too. You had a running back last season, a rookie that put up great numbers in Algier, and you still went and added to the position. Well, it's it just doesn't – you didn't need to spend a first-round pick on a running back to – add a running back. If you want to have a stable of running backs, Plus in this year's class, fine. right. Go get Jameer. I guess they couldn't have got Jameer Gibbs because Jameer, maybe they knew Jameer Gibbs was going to go and they're like, well, we're not going to be able to get this guy in the second round. So we're going to take him. Either way, it's a bad, it was a bad pick. No, and I think it's obviously a, a big year for, you know, GM Terry Fontenot, uh, the head coach over there too, because is this, this is going into year three now of their reign, right? Fontenot? Yeah. Uh, it's either three or four. Right, so it's like you you got to see some kind of results, you know, pretty soon here. Yeah, and Arthur this is a div- Smith. I I don't think the issue the question is Terry Fontenot as much as the question is Arthur Smith and does that system work? But the problem is when you when you devote assets to a system <laughs> like that and you're like, oh yeah yeah yeah, we need running back, so we're going to spend a number, the number nine overall pick on a running back. Then you revert course and you're like, yeah, we're going to move on from the head coach. Well, that roster is now set up to fail with whatever coach you bring in. Yeah, and that's that becomes an issue, right? Third it's, season it, for Fontenot, guys. Third season. Third okay. season for Fontenot, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk in the NFC South, but I don't think there's any reason to look around and be like, oh, yeah, it's ripe for the taking when the Saints are there trying to take it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Saints squad from last year, and I think the biggest thing for them was getting a signal caller that you could count on in crunch time that's also could be a someone that you could rely on to be a playmaker. And just we didn't see that at all because Jameis Winston was injured and just for the fact that Andy Dalton is not that dude. I think they need to get off to a fast start and demoralize <laughs> the rest of the division, right? Let's, let's hope that happens. I don't want to see another, oh, everyone's four and between four and five and six and four, and we're just going to go the rest of the way. I don't like it. All right, that's going to wrap up that segment of Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Make sure to check us out on YouTube at WWL Sports, on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow Steve at Steve Geller WWL. And we're going to be coming back with another segment here, another recorded interview, this time with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. A lot of you probably also listened to Ross, thought it was a great interview. We talked about some pitfalls for this upcoming season, who we could possibly see as a free agent addition ahead of training camp, and a lot more. Stay tuned for that.